Good morning, everyone. 大家早上好。It is so good to be together. 真的非常美好，能够又在一起。I want to welcome even those that are. This is now getting to be a habit, but it is still new. Welcome those who are joining us online. 欢迎每一位，包括在网上一起加入我们的。It's a bit more personal because I'm actually inviting my dad back from wherever he was traveling this week. <laughs> He's online. <laughs> 当然，对我来说，今天有点不一样，也是欢迎我的爸爸，因为他刚回来。Pastor Colin said there's 43 people online, so he asked if there was any. And so I said, "Yeah, we are. We're here, and it's full, and we want to be filled up as well today." So we're here, and we want to be filled up as well today. So we're here, and we want to be filled up as well today. So we're here, and we want to be filled up as well today. So we're here, and we want to be filled up as well today. So we're here, and we want to be filled up as well today. So we're here, and we want to be filled up as well today. So we're here, and we want to be filled up as well today. So we're here, and we want to be filled up as well today. So we're here, and we want to be filled up as well today. So we're here, and we want to be filled up as well today. So we're here, and we want to be filled up as well today. So we're here, and we want to be filled up as well today. So we're here, and we want to be filled up as well today. So we're here, and we want to be filled up as well today. So we're here, and we want to be filled up as well today. So we're here, and we want to be filled up as well today. So we're here, and we want to be filled up 年轻人前几周到上面来，好像让我更加的明白为什么有的时候我们好像没法用语言来表达。Because oftentimes, if you can define something, you can control it and put boundaries on it. 因为好像有的时候，当你能够讲出来的时候，你好像就能够来控制它，好像可以把它设个限。If you have words for it, if you can name it, it's like you can put a little handle on it so you can kind of carry it. 好像就是你可以来命名它，可以好像有一个有有有一个东西，你可以拎着它。But there are some things that are mysteries. 但是有些东西好像是是比较奥秘。That he is stirring up inside each one of us that don't quite have the words for. 在我们心里面，好像我们知道有一个这样的一个感动，但是我们却没有找到合适的话语。But in our spirit, in our hearts, it's like a tuning fork that when someone says something, we're like, yeah, that's that's it. Even if they say it wrong, but my heart hears it and says, that's that's it. 当某人说的时候，就是有的。我们在心里面，在灵里面，我们知道，那就是要说的。即使他说的不一定完全准确，但是我们知道。And and as a and as a a we problem, a problem that we've created is sometimes we put words to things, we put words in God's mouth that He didn't say. 有的时候好像是我们人自己好像创造的一个问题，就是我们把这个话有的时候可能并神并没有这样说。And even last week when Pastor Rebecca said when we're sitting at the bench, we don't get to define who God is. God defines who He is. 就像上周 Rebecca 牧师所说的，我们并不能够来限制、来来说神是谁，而是神他自己有最后的发言权。We're not revealing who He is; He's choosing to reveal to us who He is. 并不是说我们好像要来彰显他是谁，而是他。And so I felt these last few weeks, as you've known, my, my heart has been has been tenderized and, and turned to gratitude. So, 过去几周我的心里面觉得非常的柔软，我非常的感恩 ，and grateful that He's revealing more of Himself to us. 非常的感恩神，他向我们来彰显他自己。That he's wanting to be near to us， 因为他是愿意更加的来靠近我们。And so I want to declare Psalm 73。所以我要来宣告诗篇三十一 ，verse I think twenty seven and twenty eight。二十七和二十八。Those who are far from you will perish。远离你的必要死亡。You will destroy all who are unfaithful to you。凡离弃你行邪淫的，你都灭绝了。But as for me, 但我亲 ，Would you join me and say, "But as for me"？ 我们一起来说，但我。But as for me and my house, 
But as for me, it is good to be near God. His nearness is to us our good. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge, and I will tell of all your deeds. Agree with me that if you say, I will tell of all your deeds, put your hand up and say, I will tell of all your deeds. Uh, you just got trapped. Uh, this week, I found myself in communion with Carmen. I felt that there were times when we would speak and my heart would race. She's been carrying something about access to the communion table for weeks and she's been teaching it to the Sunday school kids. And believe you me, I tried my hardest to trace bots with her today. I wanted to go teach the Sunday school kids so she could share her heart here. Levi is my witness. In the car driving here, we still had a plan. But we know God's ways and His timings are higher than ours. But I found that every time she just spoke about how God is revealing and, and undoing beliefs about the communion table that she has grown up with, my heart began to burn and say yes. And God in His goodness, He's been revealing more of who He is to us. Several months ago, we said, we are the church. But we can't really be the church unless we reflect who He is and receive our identity from Him. So this is so much the Father's heart to show us who He is. And then He, he said, I'm holy. And He spoke to us, He says, I'm sovereign. There's nothing that happens outside and inside of time and inside this universe that I don't know about. And he says to us that I am love. And he says all these things actually through the communion table as well. And then this last Monday morning, there was a global communion call. Wow, it was as if our eyes were open to a new depth of the meaning of communion as the different people shared and they, they served us from Jerusalem. And the cry of my heart in the last season has been, there must be more. I want to challenge everything that is man-made. 
I believe Holy Spirit wants to challenge everything that is man-made. What is our idea and what's God's idea? And then we wait for the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Not a condemnation. Condemnation binds us, but conviction frees us. And I've I've been put through a conviction ringer. A process of conviction, but not only am I being convicted, I'm gaining conviction. Beliefs about God that I know that I know. And my prayer is that we would enter, all enter into this atmosphere, into this place. This morning we sang, open the eyes of our hearts, Lord. We sang about the, the revelation of Jesus. That we would see him rightly. And dear family, there's nothing more burning in my heart these days than to see God rightly. So I'm going to approach a topic I can say I don't know too much about. But I'm going to learn not to fear it. And so God gave me Psalm 139 this morning. And if I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light becomes night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like day. I feel there's some darkness that we have allowed in. But my conviction is that even darkness, it's light to him. That's, that's how much he wants us to see him rightly. For darkness is as light to you. Father, you created my most inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. So God really knows what's in my heart this morning. And so I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Search me, God. Know my heart. Test me. Know my anxious thoughts. And see if there's any offensive way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Father, lead us in the way everlasting this morning. See if there's any anxiousness in me. I feel the Father's love is not the, the big enough word. Knocking on our door, no wanting to knock down the walls on our hearts this morning and recently. It's like His nearness is chasing after us. We sing His goodness is running after me. Carmen and I, we've been talking about the table, the, the communion table. We started asking questions. Why is there such a fear around the table? Why is there such sometimes uh, anxiety or, or shame around the table? I know of uh, uh, friends that through certain mistakes they've made,
made in their life they haven't approached the table in 30 years. 因为他们被告知不要好像用世人的方式来到圣餐桌前。Because they've been told don't do it in an unworthy manner. And I am a hundred percent for honoring the table. That there is a somberness when we approach the table. And often when we do approach the communion table, our, our hearts, we, we sympathize with, with the suffering and we kind of focus on the pain of what Jesus did for us at the table. And while that is a big part of it, it's not all of it. And I ask the question, I wonder why the enemy has tried so hard to either minimize it, ritualize it, or keep us from accessing it. Or that we miss the fullness of what is available as a result of the table. Because actually in communion, it, it encompasses every single thing that Jesus has ever done for us. A billion years from now, when we're still worshiping in heaven, we will still be eating of the table that Jesus, what he did for us at that communion table. Everything God had designed and intended for us was redeemed and re and given to us as a result of when we remember what he, his death did at the table. I like looking at Jesus' example and then try to follow that. So may he open our eyes and see in a new, fresh way. Jesus taught his table remembrance to a daily community practice. It wasn't meant to be ritualized once a month. It was tied to a meal. And that meal happened at least three times a day. And he said, whenever you eat of this bread and drink of this wine, do it in remembrance of me. When he, his intent was, I'm not even going to do it in a temple, and I'm not going to lead this meal in a church. I'm going to do it in a home. And whenever he broke bread, he did it in community. Communion, communion was meant to bring us closer to him, but also with others. And I think we We've emphasized the wrong part. Often we've emphasized that the personal approaching to the table. And the introspectiveness of what he's done for us. 
But you know the table was not about us. The communion table is about him. It's to reveal him in his heart towards us. But whenever we don't have a relationship, human nature says, if I don't have a relationship, I'm going to create rules around this. If I have a relationship with you when you come to my house, you will just you will honor me by taking off your shoes. But if I'm in a more public place and I don't have a relationship with you, I put up a sign. Rules, please take off your shoes. And it's in our nature that if we can't control something, we put up rules around it just because we're not sure how to handle other people. But the way Jesus dealt with culture was he always dealt with the heart. He didn't set up rules. In fact, he actually challenged those man-made rules. A little aside, the disciples were fighting about who was the greatest. And they were jostling for, for a seat closest to him. So he knew their weakness was trying to find a position within the group of 12. And instead of making a calendar rule rotation, said, okay, first week you three sit with me. Like this is what we did with grandparents. We said, last time we had dim sum, you start with grandpa, so this time you get to. And we take turns. We, we try to make what's fair. But it's most unfair for the oldest one because the oldest one always has to give way to the younger ones. But Jesus doesn't fix their weakness of their heart or character by giving them a set of rules. What does he do? Every time something important, he goes, you three, come with me. And the other nine are like, but they got to go last time. The last time you healed Jairus' daughter, they, he, he got to go last time. And then most important uh, moment of Jesus' uh, career, at that time, he Mount of Transfiguration, he brings his favorite three again. And Jesus says, I'm not afraid of your weakness. I'm going after your heart. And that's his table. He says, I'm not afraid of your weakness. I'm after your heart. Why did Jesus come in the first place? Why did God say, Send him in the first place. It was to come after us, our heart, to seek and save the lost. It was to bring us close to him. And yet, we've inadvertently created table to be such a place that only certain ones should approach it. 
When God calls us to His table, He calls us all. Not just the mature ones. Not just the rich. Not just the adults. Not just the holy. His invitation is for all. And even right now, we're teaching the kids about communion. Because so many of us growing up in Sunday school, we weren't taught about communion. The choice was made for us. But I think once we've been taught, then now we, we've been empowered to make the choice. His table, his blood, his body is sufficient to cover anyone who comes to the table. And my mind's been stretched. That's how big God is. At the table, we're to remember His body broken for us and His blood shed for us that cleanses us from all our weakness and all our sin. Then why would I, out of fear of sin, not approach the table when the table is powerful enough to cleanse my sin? He's shining light on what we believe lies for the enemy has spoken over us. Let's take a little closer look at the Passover lamb. Because I believe when we see rightly, we're going to begin to see the effects and we're going to be able to grab the promises and inheritance that comes with accessing the table, the whole table. The instructions when Moses gave to Israelites was one lamb per household. Not one lamb per individual. One lamb per household. The original intent of God was that salvation was for the household. All generations. And that got moved even to the New Testament. Because when the jailer got saved, it was him and his whole household. And this is why the enemy is trying to keep us from accessing the full meal. Because when we receive it rightly, we're going to see families saved. We're going to see one lamb for the whole house. There's love and grace written all over the table. Jesus, Jesus himself said, take and eat. That's both an invitation, that's both a command. But it's like we've put a yellow tape around and says, check yourself before you, you enter. And that yellow tape speaks louder than the invitation and the command that says, come take and eat. And I don't know how it's affected, it's, it's affected all of us. Even one of my kids. One of my kids does not want any of the consequences of not taking it rightly. So they, they decided, I don't want anything to do with communion. Because I don't want 
Publishing 
And my interacting with Jesus right now, that's how I get through my present. Every time we break bread, we remind ourselves how great He is and all that has been encompassed on the cross. And it's only because of Him and not our own works. It's not our holiness that allows us to partake the bread. When we remember, we're remembering a covenant that Jesus actually made. And it was a blood covenant. And blood covenants will remind each person of three things. If a blood covenant was cut between two people, they were saying there's a promise of connection. We will stay connected. And I promise you that this agreement will be protected. And I promise you that this will be provided for. So we have connection, we have protection, and we have provision. In Jesus, He knows that we sometimes we get busy. Sometimes busy doing good things. Sometimes doing uh, just getting caught up in life. And sometimes we're just so thick that we don't understand. So isn't it just like the Father that He would provide us with ways to remember? So first He takes He takes the imagery of Himself. He says, I am the bread of life. And he gives his disciples a way to think about him. And Jesus does this often in the gospel through parables. He takes very normal routine things and makes them accessible for us to understand the kingdom. He takes familiar things to explain kingdom truths. And who doesn't know bread? Everyone knows bread. And he says, I am the bread of life. I am something that is familiar, but it's also not insignificant. It's not trivial. Bread sustains us. And he's taking that, he says, every time you think of that, think of me. He's so good. He knows that I'm, I'm starting to forget things and running out of ways to remember things. And Jesus says, don't worry, I got you. I'll put post-it notes all around. Every time you eat, every time you drink, proclaim my death. And when we say proclaim his death, it's actually what his death has accomplished. It includes three days later. It includes the life. It includes the resurrection. In fact, that's the most important part. Because the world will not change if they only know that Jesus came to earth. Not much changes. Not that much changes if they only know that he died. Everything changes to know that he resurrected. And that's what the table was reminding us. 
There is a huge fight to remember. There is a constant battle in our minds to remember. You know the consequences of forgetting to remember to buy what your wife tells you to buy? There are consequences of forgetting. There is a fight for us to remember. There's a fight over our minds. What occupies a space in our in our in our minds? Many things will compete. And that's why throughout the Bible, the Lord reminds his people and tells them about the power of remembering. When God did something miraculous and the Israelites crossed the, the Jordan River, on the other side they put up stones of remembrance. Because in, in the dusty days in the past of our lives, sometimes we forget. We, we don't think about God the whole day. So in the desert, these guys are walking to and fro, and then they, they walk by and they go, oh, there's a pile of stones. Remember what God did. You're going out to pick up um, firewood with your kids. Your kids says, what's that pile of stones there for? And you remind them of God's works. And Moses says, in the tent, tell your kids, tell your descendants, day and night, when you're sleeping, when you're walking, about God. Remind them. And Right, that's in Deuteronomy. Why? Why is it so important? Let's just look at one verse here. Deuteronomy 1121. I'll read in the NASB. Right. He, in verse 19, he says, Don't forget who the Lord is and who he has been to you. Teach him to your children. Talk about it. Why? Verse 21. So that. So that. Why remember? Why remind? Why take communion? Why set up stones of remembrance? So that. Your days and the days of your children may be in the land. It's about occupying land. It's about occupying the promises God has for us. And every time the Israelites forgot, they walked away from him and bad things happened, right? So that so that you may be in the land. That the Lord swore to give to your forefathers as many as the days that the heavens are above the earth. Uh, let's skip to Psalm 78. Psalm 78. Why remember? The, the psalmist, I think, is David here. He recounts all that God has done for them. The faithfulness of God to the Israelites. Psalm 78. We'll, we'll jump straight to verse 4. 
We will not hide God's promises from our children. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, His power and the wonders He has done. That's I think that there's a place for inviting our children, those that understand what Jesus has done, to our tables at home. Let's leave that up because we're telling them, we're remembering what Jesus has done, the wondrous works he has done every time we access the table. Right, verse 5, he commanded our fathers to tell it to the children. So that, verse 6, the generation to come would know the children even yet to be born and they would tell their children. But here's the reason why. Here's the, the why. Verse 7. So that they would put their trust in God and would not forget his deeds. There is a fight. There is a competition for what we remember. The enemy loves to feed in our brain all the remembrances of our hurts, all the remembrances of our failures, all the remembrances that are negative. But if we do that, we begin to forget his deeds and his wondrous ways. Because we don't want to end up like verse 8. That they would not be like their fathers, become stubborn, rebellious, whose hearts weren't loyal to God, whose spirits were not faithful to Him, who basically forgot the Lord. When we dwell on the goodness of God, when we participate in communion, we remind ourselves of His faithfulness and His promises. This builds trust. And when you trust someone, obedience is a lot more easier. I don't listen to you because I don't trust you. But if I trust God, then I obey because it just comes naturally. So the building blocks of trust is reminding ourselves, reminding our children of His faithfulness, that He can be trusted. No matter how small the enemy has made this table, we can reverse it simply by starting to remember the fullness of it. I've heard of and read about testimonies where people don't have the proper elements, they're in prison, they take whatever's in front of them, and it's that communion, but they remember the fullness of what Christ has done, and power begins to to enter into the prisons. These are symbols of remembrance. There's no actual magic in the elements. We're remembering the fullness of what Christ has done. I just want to maybe go after one more thing here. When Jesus died on the cross, 
It said at that moment the veil was torn. 讲到那个时候，这个呃幔子裂开了。From top to bottom. 从上到下。It was like as of heaven says, enough of this veil. It's time. It's time to come close and tore it. 好像就是天对我们对地来说是时候了，是时候这个幔子要要裂开。We are to approach the throne with confidence. 我们是带着自信来到主的宝座前。This is the throne. 这就是神的宝座。Then how much more the table? 那这个圣餐桌 ，where we've received an invitation saying, "Come and eat." 让我们接受这样一个邀请，说来来领受。There is, I believe, there's a, a confidence. 我相信有一个自信 ，that we are beginning to access. To know that the whole heart of God, the 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 mo the emotion behind the table was love. We know God's heart, God's all the behind the table is love and grace. And I think as we begin to extend more love and grace from the table, we're going to see more people being freed of what is captivating them. When we are in the table, we see more love and grace from the table. When we are in the table, we see more love and grace from the table. Because remembering the fullness of what Jesus paid, receiving that for us is not enough. It's actually to be proclaimed that freedom is for others. Because it's just like remembering what Jesus did for us is not enough. It's actually to be proclaimed that freedom is for others. And that's why when Carmen started speaking about, I want the kids to be able to know about what this communion table has access to. My heart began to burn. This is when Carmen started speaking about, I want the kids to be able to know about what this communion table has access to. My heart began to burn. This is when Carmen started speaking about, I want the kids to be able to know about what this communion table has access to. My heart began to burn. This is when Carmen started speaking about, I want the kids to be able to know about what this communion table has access to. My heart began to burn. This is when Carmen started speaking about, I want the kids to be able to know about what this communion table has access to. My heart began to burn. This is when Carmen started speaking about, I want the kids to be able to know about what this communion table has access to. My heart began to burn. This is when Carmen started speaking about, I want the kids to be able to know about what this communion table has access to. My heart began to burn. This is when Carmen started speaking about, I want the kids to be able to know about what this communion table has access to. My heart began to burn. This is when Carmen started speaking Hebrews ten nineteen to twenty six. We don't have to read the whole thing, but Hebrews ten. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus. Uh, 因此他说在希伯来书十章 nineteen twenty six. I'll just read it and then you can go on. By a new and living way, which He inaugurated for us through the veil that is through His flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let's approach God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith. This is a great version. I'm reading an NASB. Having our hearts sprinkled clean. From an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. 弟兄们，我们既因耶稣的血得以坦然进入至圣所，是借着他给我们开了一条又新又活的路。从幔子经过，这幔子就是他的身体。又有一位大祭司治理神的家，并我们心中天良的亏欠已经洗去，身体用呃清水洗净了，就当存着诚心和充足的信心来到神面前。Let's simplify this a bit. 让我们把这个更简化一点。Actually, in, in Teaching and communicating, we've learned. Because if you can help a five-year-old understand, then you actually help an adult understand. If you can help a five-year-old understand, then you actually help an adult understand. So I'm going to try. Here we go. Let's make this simple. So I'm going to try. Here we go. Let's make this simple. So I'm going to try. Here we go. Let's make this simple. So I'm going to try. Here we go. Let's make this simple. So I'm going to try. Here we go. Let's make this simple. So I'm going to try. Here we go. Let's make this simple. So I'm going to try. Here we go. Let's make this simple. So I'm going to try. Here we go. Let's make this simple. So I'm going to try. Here we go. Let's make this simple. So I'm going to try. Here we go. Let's make this simple. So I'm going to try. Here we go. Let's make this simple. So I'm going to try. Here we go. Let's make this simple. So I'm going to try. Here we go
方是我们以前从来不可能进去。Before Jesus died, only a few special people could go into that place. 因为在耶稣呃上十字架之前，只有很少数的人能够进到那个自身所。Only a select few could experience the presence of God. 只有非常少的人好像能够来经历神的同在。No one else could. 别人都不可以。But when we drink and we take the, the the bread and the cup, we can go boldly. 但是当我们来领受这个饼喝这个杯时，我们可以勇敢的来进入。Before the presence of God. 来到神的神同在之前。And it's no longer just the high priest that can enter. 并不只是好像大祭司才能够进入。But the posture of our heart is always on us. 但是我们新的这个新的状态在我们里面。We want to be intentional and not haphazard when we come to the table. 我们心里面是要做好一个准备，而不是很随意。Because when we're intentional, I think it brings respect. 当我们做好准备时候，带来的是一个尊重。It it creates a, a place of honor. 是尊荣。But also when we're intentional, it allows space for Holy Spirit to transform us. 也让我们心里面有这样一个地一个位置，让圣灵来改变我们。I'm not coming like a routine. 好像不是，好像很随便的。I'm not coming like I'm entering a coin in a vending machine and then getting something back from God. 好像不是去买东西，好像很随便的。And we do have an absolutely good Father. 因为我们有有一位如此美善的天父。So full of grace. 满有恩典。But we don't want to forget about His awesomeness and His power. 但是我们不能忘记他的美善，他的权柄。On one hand, we have Jesus. Jesus inviting the little children to come to him. 一方面，耶稣邀请孩子们来到这个桌前。And on the other hand, we sang it that his he will return to earth with eyes that with flames like fire. 另一方面，我们讲到他会回到这个地上，这个眼睛里面充满了烈火。It's not either or. 不是这个或者那个。It's both and. 是都是两个都是。It's the lion and the lamb, not the lion or the lamb. 不是狮子或者羔羊，而是狮子和羔。And I believe, as he, as God, is revealing himself and defining himself to us, we can respond appropriately. 当神向我们彰显他自己的时候，我们可以很合适的来到神的面前来回应。So I, I, in my heart, is is that balance. 所以我的心就是有一个平衡。Although I spent more time just sharing about the the, the Father's heart of God and why He wants the whole reason for the table and why we've sometimes miscalculated that. 虽然我今天重点好像是分享天父的心。让我们所有的人都能够来到桌前。有的时候，我们好像错误的来来理解。We still need to recognize these two aspects of reverence, but also being able to approach because His heart is for us. 所以，我们实际上还是需要有这两个的一个平衡。一个一个就是我们的尊荣，对他的尊重，带着这样的心来到他的桌前。We are as a church. We we want to keep pressing in to the fullness of what God has for us. 作为一个教会，我们是一起同心的，就是呃来。极力进入神给我们的那那样一个完美。And I think if it's when it's in a healthy space that we question the things that some about、uh, what we do are is this man-made or is this from God? 所以有的时候我们也是来问我们自己的心，这是不是为了神 ？And I believe when we get the pattern right, 我我相信当我们做对的时候 ，that we're gonna begin to access so much more that He has for us on the whole entire spread of the table. 我们就能够得到他所应许给我们在桌上的所有的一切。Table represents reminds us of healing. 这个桌子提醒我们医治。Right, like just because I'm not seeing it in my reality doesn't mean that there's a greater reality that wants to come. 并不好像我可能在我的现实中没有看到，并不意味着有一个更大
And when we remember his words that this is what he wants, this is what he's going to, we create a space for that heaven to begin to come as it is in heaven. Communion is actually a weapon of war. And I believe when we when we're taking communion in its fullness, we're beginning to use this weapon in a, to take back what the enemy stole from us. We may not feel like we're engaging in war. But when we celebrate his kindness and his goodness, when we delight in his presence, and when we give praise, when we focus on him, we're actually warring. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. When we exalt the Lord, there's an effect that happens in the spiritual realm. So as a church, we're on a journey to learn to access all that God has purchased for us. He's revealing himself to us. And so I, I go back to Psalm 139. There is so much more in this in this mystery that I, you know, my prayer is that I hope I, I didn't say anything that wasn't him. But if it is, I trust him that he blocked your ears and you didn't hear it. But that we would begin to capture the heart of God and the invitation and the power that is at this table. That we would come boldly and that God has shone light on whatever the enemy has tried to do to keep us from the table or accessing it fully. Even the darkness is light to you. The darkness will not be dark to you. He is shining light in this darkness so that we can see him clearly. Maybe we'll prepare communion. Let's take communion together. Psalm 73, those who are far from you will perish. You destroy, you destroy all who are unfaithful to you. God, thank you for this reminder. We want to remember. But as for me, it is good to be near God. Communion, actually, is a summary of this verse. Because when we remember, then we won't forget. And communion means coming close to Him. Your nearness is our good. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell of all your deeds. When we remember the cup, we are proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes. So honestly, when you go home, it would be good exercise, even in your quiet time, to list the things, recall the things that the death 
has accomplished. Because every time we, we recall the death, we're actually recalling the victory and we're bopping, we're giving a kick to the enemy every single time. We're punching him in the face. Every single time we remind him of Christ's death. So so, are you ready to tell of all his deeds? Thank you, Father, for this tool. For one of the ways to encounter you. For giving us such a, a, a constant reminder. That you are the bread of life. And to intertwine it into something that, that we would easily remember many times a day. And even as there, uh, there was a prayer on Monday that there would be a communion revival globally. Where we would be awakened to the nearness and the goodness of God in our daily life. Let's boldly come to the table. And let's boldly in confidence access some of these promises. By his stripes we are healed. Did you know that everything Jesus did on the cross wasn't only to get us to heaven? You know, there's something when Jesus went through, he actually, the stripes was actually only to bring heaven to earth. I'll explain it this way. There's no need for Jesus to go through stripes for heaven because there's no sickness in heaven. What Jesus went through at the cross was not only to get us to heaven. If it was, if it was, he wouldn't need to get the stripes on his back. The crucifixion, when he got whipped 39 times on his back, it was for us here on earth, because this is the only time we need healing. So let's not just think that healing and wholeness is for heaven. Healing and wholeness and stripes was designed for our time on earth. So let's boldly begin to access and see things differently of how he wants us whole. What other need? What other thing do you need to access at the table? Because where his presence is, there's fullness. I, I, I don't have an exhaustive list of what's missing, but in his presence, there's fullness. And do we have the confidence to boldly enter and, and access not just the end of the buffet table, <laughs> we, we have access to the whole table. 